everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 167 probably for January 23rd, 2019. This week's top Patreon supporters are, okay, all right, good. Uh, Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, Other Godfather, uh, Jimmy DeResta. Yeah, that wasn't plugged in. I would you air guitar it? This is your big moment? You decide yeah. to air guitar instead of actually wow, play your the cigar box guitar? No, I, th- I thought you were going to do your trumpet thing. I was pointing at you. I was like, you got it. This is your solo. And then you Actually, the air, the air guitar sounded a little bit better than that one. You might want to do it again. Try harder. We're sorry, Jimmy. But this is supposed to be like a, a moment of respect to you, not idiocy. So, yeah. all right. Sorry about that, James. Whoa, whoa, right. whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, we don't have to be mean. We're all friends here. Contractual friends. Contractual Scott Turner, friends, yes. Greg Mead, Chad Business Gross Business acquaintances. <laughs> Shane Bronson, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace, who we got a lovely note from today. Thank you very much. Greg. I that just really read nice. that. Thank you so yeah. much, yeah. Greg. Very, very sweet. Yes, we will. We will probably reply to it in the form of email later on. I sent the carrier pigeon. You didn't get it yet. Said Tim, who is going to write it on behalf of Bill and I. Um, what gonna, are we working on? <laughs> Slave a pigeon and send it across the country. That's right. Yeah. <sighs> So, if you had to use words to describe what you're working on currently, Bill, what would you say you're working on? Um, a sink. A man of many words. Tim, what about you? Yeah, nothing new because I'm working on these like long-term projects. You know, so it's mm-hmm. I got these guitars I'm wrapping up that are uh, that I'm doing because I'm waiting for my steel to come in. I've got all the tops now cut and and finished for my stools that I'm making, the 125 stools. Yeah. But I don't have the steel in yet. I ordered it last week. It was supposed to be done on Friday. So I guess, you know, make a jig and start welding the, the bases together. But um, the, they didn't have the, the one-inch tube I needed, so they had to order it. And still waiting for that to come in. And, uh, and then I'll get to welding. And then I'm – so I've been trying to wrap up some guitars. And then I have the – my co- <laughs> here's a quick story. My coffee table, I made my truck hood coffee table okay. I'm working on. So yeah. I went – you know, and I'm, I'm epoxying the top to, to level it because there's, you know, indents in the shape of the hood and stuff. Yeah. And um, now the because of those indents that are in the hood, it sits on a plywood box, right? Uh, yeah. And there was there were spots in the sort of the middles of this, like the center kind of was like indented and then the, the edges are indented. But then in the middle, it was like a little bit high. It wasn't actually touching the plywood, right? So you could kind of push in on the sheet metal. And I okay. thought to myself, I said, self, well, once I pour all this epoxy on that, it'll probably firm it all up. So I poured my, my first big coat of epoxy on it, and it did not. So then I went to plan B, which was what I was planning on doing anyways. I drilled a couple holes in the bottom, and I got some spray foam, and I just sprayed foam in there to, uh, to fill in the gap. And, uh, but what I didn't do is I didn't put the table upside down when I did it. I did it on its side. And so what happened is the spray foam actually pushed up a little yeah. bit the sheet metal in the middle because the stuff's so strong if I had it laying on its top all the excess would have come back out the holes that I drilled and uh, well yeah, it did it did do that but then I put enough into where it actually buckled it up in the top a little bit whereas if I had it just completely upside down and I did it the excess would have just come out the other holes you know what I mean and then right. I plugged the holes and did it so then I went I, so I did that I let it cure I plugged the holes I flipped it back up on its legs I'm like there we go now we're done and I look and now the top's not level anymore because it's like bumped up so I had to go get another gallon of this epoxy to, to you know bring the top up again Jeez. and it's freezing cold now so it's just like everything just takes forever and I'm trying to I have sheets hanging up in my shop to kind of tent it off to keep the dust out of it and trying to keep it warm and it's just like like I'm just bumming me myself out on this one you know I just wanted it should be done but because of this one stupid mistake it's like now I gotta go do another epoxy pour you know and but it should be done now yes oh well I was before Phil cut me off I was being um I wasn't finished with uh, no. What you reminded me of. So I installed the retail shelves at the salon, right? Uh, yesterday. The oh, before, you, I don't remember. <laughs> you were cut off. Yeah, I was actually going to say stuff. Yeah, Phil cut me off. I don't know why I would do that. It's just it makes because no you, sense to me. You just said one <laughs> word, and then you were done. And then, it, and then I know. I, but before I was taking seconds. a breath to keep going. But what that it's reminded radio, me of. Buddy. So I thought I, I had this genius idea of I made a one-legged shelf, right? 
So there's a center support that's that's made out of metal that I welded together to support the shelf. But on the ends where it goes uh, on this inset, I put some uh, metal pipe and I cut holes in the pipe to screw the pipe into the wall so it would support the end of the shelf. The end of the shelf would sit on this tube. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, okay, I'll cut a hole up from the bottom of the pipe to be able to screw into the shelf to hold it down. Yeah. Okay. But the shelves are too Genius. tight to get your screw gun in. No. Yep. Oh, yep. No, There's I, not I enough room it. on the end because yeah. they're, they're right up against the wall. So it's yeah. like, here what I thought was going to be the simple project. Yeah. You know, I, I've done it. It, just, <laughs> it, it. Oh, man. And I happen to try and put those screws in by hand laying on my back. Casey, push yeah. down, push down, honey. And, and I'm you can't like drill a, a pilot hole six. either because you can't get your drill to put a pilot no, hole in the big turn. No. Yeah. No. And I'm using this like, you know, inch and, a, <laughs> inch and an eighth uh, or it's inch and a quarter with the uh, melamine, not melamine, but the hardboard on top of it, plywood. And it was like, oh, my God. So there's basically, tw- let's see, five, 10, 20. 20 shelves or 20 holes that I had to put screws in by hand where I had no room to work with. Into plywood. And it was just like, yeah. into plywood. Yeah, you know, and it was like, it, it, wasn't, well, it wasn't flex, horrible. Flex driver thingies that extend a... I was, in, I was in Oakland. I wasn't at home. Oh. I could have probably came up with some ideas here. Okay. You know, if I had yeah. my shop. But the, that's one of, the, one of the things that you do is you, you try and figure out how this build is going to go in your garage. And then when you get there... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Didn't we talk yeah, about that? Like, like kind of an EDC well, kind of thing where you have to prepare for yeah, a job? Yeah, trying to. I thought I had everything nailed out, yeah. and I'm just yeah. like, you know what? This is going to be so simple because I everything was lined up straight. Everything looked good. There was no real problem. You know, the plywood maybe didn't fit perfect because I had used a level from the center all the way across to make a mark to put the pipe on and then do the same thing on the other side. So it was, you know, I mean, it was it, it just everything lined up pretty close but i still needed to cinch it down with a screw from underneath yeah. and getting that screw up in there it's like oh no my simple zip with the screw gun idea didn't happen so yeah anyway i i get it when you th- you think about things and they just they don't come through the way you yeah think. yeah and it's it doesn't matter how you, like how long you've been doing it <laughs> there's still gonna be something that sneaks up on you and you try to think through Well, I've everything. never installed one-legged shelf in an arch before. So. Sure. You've installed shelves before. You've made <laughs> things with one leg, I'm sure. You know, but it's like then you, you mix them all together. And it's always like that. Oh, yeah. The, the worst one Just, I ever had was, uh, I must have mentioned it before. I, was, I made this beautiful walnut cabinet white lacquer. It was before I was working exclusively in Reclaim. It was actually, I think, my last non-Reclaim job. And I show up and it's like a wall-mounted cabinet that hung on the wall in a French cleat. You know, this whole thing is an install in this like million-dollar Manhattan apartment. And uh, and I get it. And the guy's looking. at it, He's like, "Oh, it looks great." He's like, "Where's the where's the hole for the wire for the stereo?" I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "What?" <laughs> so, so I had to. Do you I had, nod it? We uh, I I had my assistant run down to the hardware store, the nearest hardware store, and spend thirty dollars on a hole saw, thirty dollars because it was Manhattan, and we uh, and we butchered a hole in it. And of course, it split because it's a hole saw and it's in the middle of an apartment, and you know it's just. Ugh. I mean, it's on the inside, so you couldn't see it unless you opened it still. I mean, the guy and I were both just like, yeah, it really sucks. Like, sorry, you know? <laughs> yeah. In- installs can be... Uh, mm. it's, it's tough. It's tough. Jimmy's had a few of those interesting stories that he's talked about before. Mm-hmm. With him and Dave having to go buy cheap Ryobi hand drills because they forgot the batteries to their DeWalt drill or something yeah, like that. Yeah, in their Manhattan job. So it's not a cheap yeah. Ryobi hand drill. It's a $400 Ryobi hand drill at, some, <laughs> at the little like mom and pop bodega, you know? Yeah. yeah. How about you, Phil? What have you been working on? And please, please tell me that you've had time to do something because I would like to hear. Firstly, let me offer a very sincere apology, Bill. I did not mean to cut you off. I always like to hear about what you're up to. Okay, let's go into the topic. Thank you. Well, you might as well, because really, I've been in (laughs) Dallas for a week, so I didn't make anything, but I've been super itchy. I've been watching a ton of videos every, whatever, like maybe an hour before bed every night, Um, but I really haven't done anything. I just got home Saturday night, and uh, and I've just spent time with my kids, and that was it. But, But in some ways, that means that you're kind of caught up, right? Kind of, sorta, kind of, sorta. But like, the thing is, I'm so I'm so into a whole bunch of different things now that like I watch topics and all kinds of things. But I, I want to talk about that later when we are we're talking about what we're uh, what do we say what grabbed our talking attention. About. Um, okay. okay, so this week's topic uh, we're calling domino effect, and uh, it's kind of a, a double meaning kind of thing. But 
I guess we're only using one of the meanings. Um, we want to talk as the domino. You know, the festival domino is is usually oh, spoken wait, whoa, of. Whoa. Yeah. I I thought we were talking about Fats Domino and, and how his music has influenced the podcast industry. Um. Yeah, you're right. No, go ahead with it. Yeah, you start. Well, basically, it's just, it, it, the correlation I see between, like, especially one of his most famous songs is I Found My Thrill on Blueberry Hill. Well, I found my thrill on Reclaimed Audio. Go ahead, Phil. What about you? How, how does that correlate? No, no, to but you? you talked about, like, more of an industry. I'd like to hear how his music affected an industry, not our specific podcast. And don't be superficial. No, no, I'm Go just deep. talking about stuff. No, I, I, that is deep because I, I only want to talk about stuff that means something to me. So it feels oh, like wait, you just rhymed deep. something, that's... and that was the whole thing. Anyways, let's talk for real for a second. So the Festool Domino is a uh, is is usually spoken of as a game changing tool, right? I got this thing, and it's a game changer. It lets me do um, I don't know uh, face frames much faster. It lets me do joinery much faster. It changed my business, right? So I figured without naming the Festool Domino. What are uh, tools for each one of us that we feel would be game changers, not allowing for the Festool Domino? And we do two rounds if we had time, uh, one portable and one stationary. And, and the caveat here is that something that's not going to be inexpensive is probably something that you're saving up for, you know, that, that was part of it too as well, right? Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. yeah Otherwise, I mean, we probably would have it, right? Right. If it's a $5 thing, we probably would have grabbed it already, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, glue. Doesn't I can't afford it. Be it. Yeah. Well, I mean, what kind of glue though? I mean, that spray stuff that we got now with that with that instant the black thing, that's a game changer. That's not Starbond. Yeah. Starbond. I would have got it, but that kind of stuff is not super readily available here. That's the thing. Like it's really just coming out. Like I've seen it not the the different uh, viscosities, like the thick, the medium and the thin in like one pack. Right. That's genius. We don't really have that here. We have like one, I guess maybe it's a thin to medium, and uh, and it's got an activator, and it's only available at, like Home Depot, so I can't like run to Canadian Tire and get it or whatever. But I agree with you. I find that I find that is a game changer. Oh, you should have used that one. But we're talking more about. Um, I think he did just use it. Yeah, Doesn't that was count. one. Go ahead, Tim. Another, you have to come up with another. Oh, were you starting? <laughs> you jumped. No, in. go ahead, Tim. Well, we can talk more about that one because I agree. I, I really do. Like, if we're talking seriously, I think it is a game changer. I think as far as being able yeah, to match, yeah. like, thick or medium to a job or whatever it is, just grab it, have it peg something in place until PVA sets up. Or I, I made a miter uh, miter sled just using, let's say, the medium one and done. I mean, like, how firm does something really need to be glued into place in order to be able to temporarily run it through a table saw? Like, it's it's very well, strong. Well, what I find game-changing about this particular product is is the tinted, the black, tinted. Okay. And I'm, I, I, I have no doubt that this is an amazing idea. Having a super glue or even an epoxy that can be tinted. Um, well, just the speed colors. of it. Yeah. yeah. The speed the of speed it. Of, yeah, the, the, you know, the speed of it for, for doing jobs where you ha you're making a repair. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just and other applications it could be used for. But, yeah, I, I did think that was pretty cool. When Tim said that he had gotten this black super glue, I was like, oh, my gosh, that would be exactly brilliant for filling in dots for guitars, right, for the for the fret markers. Oh, that's so. smart. I was thinking more about, like, repairs in knots for darker wood. Well, that's what it's kind of designed for, but then I okay. saw right. that application because I, I was tinting epoxy already yeah. and filling in right. holes, and so now I'm mixing two-part epoxy, and I'm mixing in black powder, and I'm stirring it, and I'm waiting an hour. And, right. Uh, with this stuff, it's like, oh, I'm just done, and uh, yeah. I just I love that. And and then there's also the side of it, like you were saying about just like gluing something up quickly, or how many times you know how many times you just you, you break something, you're like oh crap, and then you just grab that stuff and you put it back in, and in a second you're back to work instead of it being this whole big ordeal. Yeah. You know. It's great. I also like yeah. using it for um, like mixing up sawdust with the very thin one, and then making just a quick repair. I've used yeah. it on bigger stuff too, like if. I don't know, if you're too lazy to do stop dados and you just run the piece through and then when you butt join something, there's like basically the, the data, you can see it from the outside. I've patched that up with like a slurry of sawdust and the CA and it it comes out okay. Like it's not it's not yeah. horrible. And yeah. you sand it down you and it's stainable and stuff. Like it's it's not bad. Yeah, I usually do that with wood glue, but yeah, it's, it'll keep you moving faster to use that stuff for sure. Well, that's it. And then yeah. so I like I like how fast it works. I wouldn't use it for yeah. everything, but fast and quick, it's nice. It's good stuff. And, 
and honestly, it does kind of fit into our topic because it's um, it is expensive compared to other glue to buy that kit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know, right. be like I don't know the exact price of that of the Starbond product that we're talking about, but like I know like the last time I bought the other one, the two P ten. I mean, it was like thirty bucks for the bottle of medium and the activator together. Yeah, and that's a lot of when you can get you can get a tube of super glue for you know ninety seven cents. You know, that's like kind of like a a lot to to kind of swallow. But the benefit of it with that activator versus using baking soda yeah. or waiting and stuff, and the benefit of, it, of the medium consistency over the thin stuff that super glue yeah. is is huge. I agree. Yeah, it's the, worth the investment. The activator, I think, yeah, the activator itself can be considered uh, another game changer. Just yeah, because it works, with, and it works with all that. the other super glues, you know. So uh, that's what I was gonna say. Like, yeah. first of all, I did buy one, and then the super glue ran out way before the activator did. Yeah, yeah. So I just used it with more. I used the activator with any other, you know, five dollar CA yep. glue. But yeah. I, do you find that when you activate the CA glue, it sort of lifts or creates a gap right because it kind of foams up a little it does it does especially with the medium on the yeah on the surface it does so much but not if you not if you're kind of holding it down you got to really hold it down because i feel like it kind of comes out a little on the sides and stuff well yeah but you can always just sand that off just like squeeze out yeah yeah it's just yeah it's just squeeze out. it's it's it's, it's, yeah i mean it's supposed to be that that instant people have talked about using it too as a um uh, like you're waiting for your wood glue to dry, we'll yeah. put a couple drops of that, and it's just to hold it in place while the wood instead of clamping it. Yeah, like know. tacking. Oh yeah, that was one of the first tricks I learned. Even before that spray stuff was, I even knew about it. If it, I don't know if it was around or not, but someone had taught me that where you put the put the wood glue all around the outside, but you leave just like two or three little holes to just put dabs of super glue. You put it together and clamp it, and then in five minutes you could take the clamps off and continue to yeah. work. Which. Right usually work depending on how hard you were working it it was kind of one of those depending on what it was you know but it could break yeah yeah but uh you know if you were just trying to continue to assemble if you're going to start sanding the thing you're probably going to knock it apart but but uh yeah yeah it's good stuff cool okay i had an accidentally good answer you're just trying to be you're just trying to be a wise aleck i think weren't you no 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 i was trying to be informative it's just that it it comes out in ways that you interpret differently (laughs) huh I like how oh. we're to blame. Yeah. For, that's like it's like when you get into an argument with somebody, they get offended, and instead of apologizing for the thing you say, you say, "I'm sorry you were offended." Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, sorry your sorry feelings you were wrong. hurt. I'm sorry you were wrong. I really am. Tremendous. I don't know what that feels like. Tremendous. Well, I don't really know what that's right, but uh, that's fine. Uh, what about you, Tim? What is a game changer for you? Uh, well, I've been talking about it for a little while uh, of getting a larger planer. Like, I want to get a 220, uh, you know, uh, planer, 15-inch, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at least 15-inch. Really, all I need is, like, 13-and-a-half-inch. And I have the lunchbox. The lunchbox has its pros and cons. Um, but there's, you know, as I'm ma- I basically want it for guitar blanks because I want to get something a little bit wider than 12 and a half. And it's just a huge time saver, right? Uh, and there's also, like, the, the quietness of it. Like, it's, like, I hate that lunchbox, man. I don't care. I, I put four, four pairs of headphones on and it's still, like, waking mm-hmm. up the neighbor, you know? But, yeah. uh, you know, and there's, and also I feel like the, uh, I feel like the snipe issue isn't as big of an issue with, with some of these, like, like, 220 machines. And maybe I'm wrong because I don't have one, but... Um, I just feel like I'm gonna no, get. No, I, I, you're right. Yeah, I'm gonna get a better quality. You know, uh, I'll probably not kill the blades as fast. I imagine like it's gonna just everything's gonna run smoother. You know, so that's that's my big thing. But it, it is a big footprint uh, in my shop versus my little one that I can just it's just on this little cheesy like thrift store table on wheels. I just roll it out of the way when I don't need it. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, and then there's you know the 220. I have to run an extension cord to it or or put another outlet in. You know, there's all these like downsides to it. But I really feel like that's the I've just been looking for the right deal, the right opportunity. Then I got busy, so I stopped looking, and you know. You set yeah. yourself up a Google alert. Let the looking happen for you. Yeah, yeah Tim. What, yeah. You, what on, I can do that for a Facebook Marketplace and stuff like that. Do you can do it for anything? Yeah. You can do a Google alert for Facebook Marketplace, fifteen-inch planer. All that stuff is public, right? It's public-facing. You don't necessarily need to be logged into Facebook to see Facebook Marketplace, I don't think. I could oh, right, right. But but I don't think the Google alert's going to pick it up fast enough, is it? Because doesn't it take it a few days? If someone puts it up on Craigslist, doesn't it take Google a day or two to see it? No, it's pretty fast. Within a couple yeah. of hours, if not oh. faster. Okay. 
But so then you'd set it up for Craigslist. Uh, is there anything else in your area other than Craigslist, except for Facebook Marketplace? You know, there is, and I keep forgetting to check it. There's the Bargain News. It's a newspaper that's just in our area. And it used, that yeah. used to be the, the thing back in the day. It was, like, so exciting. On, it was published on Thursday, and it was, like, a little half, like, half size of a regular newspaper. And it's yeah. just, like, all the, you know, there's, there's the, the car dealers are advertising and stuff. Everybody's selling their cars, guitars, tools, furniture. Oh, cool. There's a free section. It, just like Craigslist, but, um, you know, people would sell their houses without realtors in there and stuff. It was this New England, kind of like the, out in the Midwest, you hear it a lot, there's those radio programs. People just mm -hmm. call out and be like, you know, they say, okay, call her 4179. And this this lady, she's like, hey, yeah, we got a couch. It's, you know, Raymore Flanagan. We want to get $50 for it. <laughs> and then the guy says, okay, $50, Raymore Flanagan, 4159. And then they, people call the station, get the number. You know, it was like a swap meet thing. I never heard great. of that. That's awesome. Oh, it's, it's awesome. There's, I used to, when I drove across country, I'd listen to it all the time. There's um, also you can check out Tim uh, online auctions for for bigger machines like that. Yep. There's companies that will go into shops that are closing all throughout the country. Yeah, um, you can even find some that are local to you. And I checked the put, okay, a couple local auction houses. I check. Yeah, I keep it. So you could do you could do online thing will send auction. Yeah, right? yeah. and then it'll yeah. find all the But they used to send me emails all the time because I'm like, okay, I'm interested in these types of machines and see how this works. Well, I'll, I, they were every day I was getting these emails for stuff, so I finally had to check out of it because I just didn't really want to buy any of them big tools. But yeah, the, cool. uh, those auctions auctions are a great way to buy tools too. I mean, if you have the the if you don't need it and you have the money to spare like you know if you can say okay well i have 300 bucks to go towards this thing and you see these auctions come up i mean these local auctions not ebay but the local auctions because people check ebay people don't check these local auctions yeah tool right. i mean th there exactly. are tools and collect tools and collectibles sure there are people that are that are in the business and stuff but um you stand a much better chance of getting a good deal there especially if it's something if you're looking for oddball stuff like just like oddball stuff to upcycle like, mm -hmm. you know, you can find, like, you know, be like a box of, like, 200-something or others, you know, and it'd be like, nobody wants it because it's not collectible and it's not a tool. You get it for a dollar, and now you have 200 whatever, whatevers, and you can do whatever you 1929 meat grinder. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oddball. Anyways. Yeah. Um, mine's going to be a little bit more in the cloud. 220 power. I think that yeah. would be a game changer for me to have 220 power in the shop I'd rewire basically all my big machines to be 220 um, except for the planer which I also would prefer a real one instead of the lunchbox to be honest with you I barely use it anymore just because it's too loud I can only use it when everybody's out of the house mm -hmm. I last used it at like 9 o'clock at night I gave the kids like an hour to really be asleep my wife was in bed I had my headphones like not my headphones but my ear protectors on that's loud, but it's fine. Like, my ears aren't in, you know, in danger, let's say. But uh, my wife runs down the stairs. She opens the garage door. She's like, what are you doing? You can't put that on. So I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't use it. But hopefully when I, when I move my shop into the shed I'm building in the backyard in a year or two. Oh, it'll, it'll be still issue. be too loud. Well, the, well yeah. there, I, it depends upon what time of day. Because, like, I use mine out in the middle of the driveway. Usually it's during the day and it's it doesn't seem near as bad as you know after it starts getting dark and i've turned it on that's somehow the darkness seems to amplify yeah. the sound by yeah. tenfold because <laughs> people at home no for sure i get yeah. that you're more sensitive to it <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah. when i do build out that shop i am going to have 220 in there because i think it's going to be a game oh, yeah. as far as performance of the tools even if they're rated for 110 hmm. has yeah. that been I, your experience right yeah absolutely Anytime you can use 220, it's just better. I mean, it's more efficient. Usually, uh, your your tools aren't working as hard. Uh, you have more options. You know, one, 110 works fine for me for most things, but I do have my plasma cutter that I made an extension cord that's like my dryer cord, so I can run 220 on my plasma cutter. Yeah. Cut the yeah, I have that and my welder and my table saw are really the only things that... I have that. Yeah. I hate my, my um, what is it called, the drum sander. Mm -hmm. And uh, because it's just it's kind of like wimpy, and I and I know I could rewire it to run on two twenty, and I know it would kick butt if I did. Uh, so that's something you should that, do like, that. You know, I was thinking about doing, but okay, it's kind of it's not, I, I just, it's I it's all the way over there. <laughs> <laughs> drum you. sander might a drum sander if it was running efficiently. How wide is it? It's a well, it's a fifteen inch or sixteen Open. inch 
open, so it's 30, you could, in theory, you can run, but it just, it's really, at 110, it's really only good for, like, small parts. Right, and, but what know, I'm saying boards. is, you're, you're, you're talking about your planer, one phone call to Gib Clark can help you wire that to 220, and that might take away some of that need for a, a wider planer. Yeah, that is something, because it is, uh, it is an option. It's wide. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. a, a drum sander is that's a that's a lot of machine, man. When I mean, you got one running off of two twenty, if it's running off two twenty, and, and you it would be, yeah, I have it in the manual. It tells you how to do it too. I just have to remember where I put the manual. But that was that that tool. I, I don't want to trash talk any tool companies on the podcast. That's what the pre shows for. Right. But I, I was like, <laughs> that was a. I had a whole experience with this tool company. I was just I was so angry at the end of it with them and and it and stuff. I was just like kind of it went to the other side of the wall, and I use it when I need it. And, I you punished it. it. Yeah. 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 You put it's it in the corner. Out. It's in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> well, spray paint, spray paint it whatever funky butt color you like, and yeah. bring it back out and wire that puppy up, man. That might. Yeah. That, seriously, that might. You've got. You've got the ability not to have to spend all that money right now on a planer. And I have the extension cord. Will reach it even though it's in purgatory on the other side of the wall. My extension cord will reach it there, so I could just plug it in. Because I just have one outlet go. anyways in the shop and for my table saw, you know. Yeah, that's there a really good go. idea. I, I didn't even think about that until just now when I sang it out loud. I was like, Duh. you thought of that. I Thank still, you, I still didn't think of it until you said it. <laughs> yeah. Did you, um, did you ever run your t- current table saw on one ten? No. No, I never ran it. Okay. Uh, it was I got it from Duresta, you know, it's yeah. an old saw, and it right. just had the two twenty plug on it. And so okay. I just. Are you wondering the difference, Phil? Yeah. Is that that's why? Yeah. It's it's a it's a noticeable difference. Yeah. It's, Absolutely no. I think my rigid I could run off a of 220. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I can. Um, it's a noticeable difference. And if I was in the shop every day, depending upon it, I would absolutely do that. Okay. All right. Good to know. Like, my table saw could be wired for 220 also. So I definitely will. Like, anything I can, I will, certainly. I just want to know, like, is it like 10% or is it like 40%? Uh, I, I don't know about percentage, but I would say the effort that you have to put into making cuts and stuff yeah. is. A hundred percent different. Really? Wow. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that then. Yeah. I mean, I've I've bogged it down, you know, with wet reclaimed wood that's all you know warped and crooked and kind of hits the fence funny or something. Sure. Yeah. But I have to. Not yeah. as not as much as I've bogged down my my old portable one. Okay. Yeah, and, it's not, know, and like on the table saw, so I'm not so much talking about bogging it down. I'm just talking about when you when you feel like you know you got to push it and you got to time it because you don't want to bog down a 110. Yeah. Right. So you're you're kind of making those minute adjustments as you're pushing that piece through. You might come across where there's a knot. It's a little bit thicker, denser. And you got to slow down a little bit. With a 220, it just seems like you just push it through nice and smooth. There's really? a lot less. Yeah. Yeah, even when your even when your blade effort. gets dull, like even you know, because you, yeah. you know, reclaiming your blade gets dull so fast, all the dirty wood and stuff, and even Resin, when the blade's dull, yeah. I just yeah, just keep cutting, I, yeah. just keep cutting. I mean, it's just, it just it just feels smoother. It's okay. almost like did I just wax it? What happened? That's how. Yeah. that's the difference. In it. it just feels like it goes through smoother, not necessarily faster, but just smoother. Okay, yeah, it's like because it's like your relaxed. table now. You're if not, you were to put a brand new blade in it and wax it. And then put yeah. a nice slick, clean board through, and how that feels at first cut on a new blade and a wax tabletop. That's what it feels like all the time. Wow. Okay, that is a hundred percent better. Yeah. Well, but maybe like 70, I said, it's, it's the difference that you feel because I know when I'm cutting stuff now, I just I'm I'm making all these minute adjustments yeah. as I'm pushing that piece of wood through to just you know be safe and all that stuff to work to where it's two twenty. So no, like, you don't have to be safe anymore. You just cut. You yeah. don't have to worry about being safe. No, 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 Just no, no. Take my finger off the <laughs> no, safety. No. I hear you. No, no. That's None what Bill that said. Now. That's what Bill said. Hey. <clears throat> right. So my my next thing uh, for for being a game changer, and we talked about this before, but it's it's it could also be a life changer. I think. Oh. I want to get a laser engraver, and for me that would yeah. be a game changer because um, I do want to make guitars to start selling my little cigar box guitars, and I can put my name on it. that's what a couple of people that have bought some from me it's like oh man why don't you have like you know your brand or something on there and i think a laser would be an easy way to do that but what could happen this is what where it might be a life changer for me is that it may introduce me to cnc and if i get that bug you know what i mean it, because right now i'm just like i don't really care i don't care about a cnc i just don't but a laser engraver does interest me and that might that like i said i'm i don't know if it will or not i might be i might be the old dog no new tricks 
but it might turn that switch where I'm like, okay, I can see why the CNC technology on many different tools would be amazing. So it's, it's not going to be cheap. You know, it's not, it's not a $50 palm sander. It's going to, it's going to cost some money and, and I'll, but I am going to get one and, and, and we'll see how much of a game changer that turns into for me. Like I said, it could be just a game changer for the ease of what I want to do with the guitars, mm-hmm. or it could be a life changer and like, okay, now I need, I need, I need CNC everything. I want a water jet. I need a bridge port. <laughs> I would, I would love to have a water cutter. <laughs> I, that wasn't on my list, but now that you I like watching them. I <laughs> yeah. like watching them. They're they're just just amazing. What 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 water and sand can do? Mm. <laughs> Freaking anything. Like you could. Right. I know. Uh, oh yeah, like twelve inch pieces of steel. I don't know. It's just I I just wow. Like you, you know, can tell when something's been cut on a water jet. Like silly story, but my wife and I have been watching a lot of HGTV recently. Um, and, uh, you know, there's Chip and Joanna Gaines. They have a show on there. And so uh, she works with custom fabricators to make signs for the house or to make uh, custom furniture and stuff. She works with this one guy, and he was making, like, this steel sign, and it was something like one of those cheesy slogans, you know, like, home is where the heart is or whatever yeah. whatever it is. And it's then he 5 brings, o'clock somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It's wine o'clock, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so... Uh, don't talk to mummy until she's had her third glass, you know, something silly like that. Anyway, so so he busts out this sign, and I'm like, that was done on a water jet. There is no way that that was done on anything else. It is so crisp and clean. It was like eighth or quarter inch steel, and yeah. it has to have been water jet. Like, maybe you could have plasmed it and then used files well, could have been laser for days. Cut. It could have been laser cut. That's pretty pretty crisp too but when i think of something you you said chip i'm thinking of another chip chip foos had that car show he's a custom car builder yes but he would design he would design these uh rims wheels for a car and they just stick a complete block of aluminum inside the water jet yeah and and cut out a a wheel i mean an actual wheel yeah yeah i mean you know a block of you know aluminum that's just and they do, it, they do it four times. Yeah, it was just, just this big box. Yeah. It's just this big white box, and they'd stick this chunk of aluminum in this billet. And then, like, they come back <laughs> three, three days later. I don't know how long it takes. Two weeks later, yeah. and they pull out this rim. This yeah. customer, it's already polished and everything. It's crazy. But you know what it the is. good thing about, like, aluminum is in that regard? It's very eco-friendly because all the cutoff, you basically yeah. send back to the foundry, and they remelt it, and they it'll go back into the next block that you order, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Well, steel too. I mean, you know, all metal yeah. gets recycled. But I feel like, like that. it is recyclable for sure. But, but it, like well, they need steel is a little bit of a dirt. Processing. Steel is a dirtier process, yeah. I think, is what you're saying. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, the process. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the melting point's a lot lower for aluminum, and yeah, it's a lot more energy. A lot more energy to make a new steel block than an aluminum block. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that was, you, that was super cool. Yeah. Team Money, you're up. Um. Okay, uh, does it have to be... You were saying it had to be handheld? Ah, change my mind. You can do whatever you want. I said I said electricity. Portable. I mean, you could do whatever you want. Yeah, right. You're gonna, I'm going to take, take the, your rules. Um, the, uh, a sharpening system, like your, your work sharp, I think... Yeah, that was would a game be, changer. Because I'm not good at sharpening, and I don't have the patience to get good at sharpening, so I need something to speed the process up for me. Oh, yeah. That, that's something I've been thinking about for a while. All kidding aside... I love it. It is definitely yeah. a game changer. Like it, it changed the way I use hand tools. Like I really wasn't yeah. using them properly before. They were too dull to really be using. Oh yeah, that's that's how I'm using them now. I know they're too dull, and I don't like. I don't want to stop to sharpen it. And I'm like, I'm cutting through this dirty stuff. And I'm like, ah, it's just gonna get dull again anyways. You know, as soon as I go chiseling through this piece of 200 year old barn wood with cow poop and dirt all over it like you know you don't sharpen your chisel you know what i mean yeah but you if you did if you just sort of kept it like i i always sort of take mine out and put it away but if i had a bigger shop or a better place to put it i'd leave it out all the time and i just constantly just be touching up any tool that i'm using and like that's a real joy well i toss all mine into a coffee can i'll just chisel in first just keep all in a coffee can Oh yeah, well the glass keeps them sharp, so that's perfect. You know, you know, it's funny you say that, um, and I agree. I would love. I'm, that is a tool that will definitely be on my bench at some point. But uh, recently, we went to see Casey's parents, and Dad bought some new kitchenware. So he sent us home with all his old knives, which are kitchen knives, which are much better than the 
Ikea stuff that we might have, right? I mean, I've, we got this oddball collect. Anyway, so in the box of stuff that he sent us was also this cheesy little plastic handheld knife sharpener. It has like this little V of uh, carbide, I would assume, but it's it's so you take it across yep. your knife. Oh, and, yes, yes, you know, yes. It's, and you just go like that, right? And it's, So I was in the kitchen today, and I had gotten some paint from the salon on my pocket knife. And I'm like, you know, it's a little bit dull. And I just happen, I, my, it's a little dull too. And I opened the drawer. I'm like, huh. And I grabbed this thing, took my pocket knife out. And not only did it get the paint off of the edge, it is sharp as can be. I'm like, oh my goodness, this little plastic, goofy looking kitchen gadget. So I sharpened like you know, four of my pocket knives. It you know? <laughs> <laughs> worked really well. When I was cooking, the the cooks used to say that those are bad for the blade because they would reshape them uh, mm-hmm. with their their hundred fifty dollars chef knives. But yeah, for your pocket knife, absolutely, go nuts. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, just you know, clean right up. Those yeah, were, yeah, I mean, weird really one, well. but that those were game changers. Like when we got engaged, like uh, you know, you get a registry and all that stuff. So my the I said yeah, go nuts, get a little Lauren, whatever you want, I don't care. But the one thing I wanted was good kitchen knives. Like I, you can get whatever plates you oh, want, yeah. whatever forks you want, whatever I don't care. But we need a set of good knives. So we have like uh, I don't know some German or Japanese thing, and they came with a sharpener. We got a sharpener with them, and I sh- and I sharpen these knives every once in a while, and they are fantastic. And that really is a game. I w- yeah, I would imagine if it's a sharpener that came with the set, it's gonna have the bevel that's for that knife well, set. So. You sort of have to rock it, but it's like, the basically it's got two grits. So you'd run it eight times through one, eight times through the other, and it's the exact right sharpness it's supposed to be to be cutting tomatoes, I guess. Do, I do you guys yeah. remember the knife sharpener on the back of the can opener? Yes. It basically was a grinder. Can opener. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 the electric can you, opener. You, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's electric Ruined can knives. openers. It, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it was cool rotor. as heck, though, man. Yeah. I think I ruined one of my mother's knives with it, and that's when I realized it was named incorrectly. It's an electric knife ruiner, yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Worst idea ever. So I, I, didn't ruin, I didn't ruin any of my mom's sharp knives, but what I would do is I would take butter knives and I would put edges on them. <laughs> <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> That's too funny. Oh, too much fun. Too much fun. Um, I'm going to swing the other way for my pick um, and go not electric, but I would like a bevel-up um, hand plane, like one of those really nice, like Neil, Neil, uh, Lee Nielsen or Lee Valley or whatever. like Or, or Tony Rouleau. Yeah. Oh, man. Are you kidding? That's yeah. the dream. But like, yeah. if he made like a full-size infill plane. Oh, right, right. I bet, I bet you he would if you asked him. I don't know, but I don't have several thousand dollars. But, I mean, if we're playing this game, then, yeah. T-Dog, you want to make me one? Yeah, be like, hey, Tony, I want you to quit your job for three months and just completely yeah, exactly. tool and manufacture me this one-off and then break the molds when you're done because I don't want anybody else to have one. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's 40 grand. You know, you literally took the words right out of my mouth, Tim. <laughs> Thank make you. Sure you uh, make sure you machine the name the Pinskinator on the top of it. <laughs> we could certainly work on the name, but I like the idea of engraving it with my, with my name. Well, he does that. He he does put a little custom engraving on yeah. each one, and individualizes them. So, and he always puts he anator at the end of the name. It's just a rule, so you have to. If he don't, he should. If yeah. he don't, he should. That's all I'm saying. Huh. That's all, that's yeah, all I think I'm he's saying. missing an opportunity there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while we're having so pipe here, dreams, while we're having yeah. pipe dreams, mine is to have proper heat in my shop after this week. <laughs> oh, God, it's brutal yes. today. Even, like, my wife's been going, because it's been this cold for a few days now, and by this cold, I mean, if you're in the U.S., it's been about minus 10 here, and if you're in Canada, it's been, like, minus 20, 22, um, or Europe, I guess, or literally anywhere else in the world. Anywhere uh, besides America. <laughs> correct. And Liberia. Um, Myanmar. And, <laughs> do they know? Anyways. No, it, was, it wasn't. It was another. I think it was Myanmar. Yeah. I don't know. One of them. Um, so, she said, like, I just... I can't get comfortable now. It's like it's it's it just doesn't feel warm enough in the house. I was like, you leave that ther- thermometer or that thermostat, <laughs> put on another sweater. <laughs> this thing, the <laughs> furnace has been working like, like like a dog. I mean, it's just it's not it's oh, not yeah. ever at idle. It's freezing. Hmm. He's battling it. I I yeah. burned like half probably a whole tree today in my wood burning stove, and I couldn't get it above fifty five in there. You know, I mean that's wow. and that's at waste level. Like your feet are never above forty. You know, like that's awful. Yeah. But uh, but, you know the wool socks and the Carolina boots that I had, the insulated Carolina boots, and you know it ain't that uh, bad. Bob's your uncle. Yep, he is my uncle. 
That's good. Do you have a Bob as it? No. No? Oh. I did. Yeah. I mean, I might. My mom has like four sisters, so and they each married like three or four times, so I probably do have a Bob <laughs> uncle, but I don't know. I can't keep track. What do you got? A baker's dozen of uncles there? I very, very well may. Yeah. Okay. Well, one of them was Bob. Bob, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Big family. I come from a big family. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say you come from a land down under. No, but I would go visit Damo and Scott. I did. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind going. Hey, Damo just did a uh, Maker's Monday, by the way. I have to watch that. Oh, cool! I didn't see that. Huh. Yeah. Check that out. I, I don't just, know what that I means, just, but I'll it, I'll look at it. You've not done a Maker's Monday yet? No. What is that? Oh, never mind. Oh, never it's never not mind. for you. Never mind. It's it's you know I I think the people that don't get asked are probably the more special ones. Oh yeah, at this point in time, if you haven't done it yet, that's that's probably a good thing. He's scraping the barrel now. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Anyways, my two business associates. Um, let's see. Here. <laughs> Contractual friends. Um, I don't see any new iTunes reviews. There are three Canadian ones. Oh, okay, really? Good. Canada Why don't saving we just the day. Sit back and let Phil do his thing. Are Since we? Are we at that time? Monday. Um, I don't know. Actually, we're a little early, but you know we'll probably end up. I've got I've got a portable thing uh, that might I was thinking that's kind of maker related. I throw it out there. Yeah, let me see what what do you got. Well, and I'm serious about this. So I've been getting a lot of compliments over the last year or so that I started taking all these pictures from the morning and just different pictures anyway. Um, And I've just been using my iPhone. And I've mm. never really had an interest in it before, but I've been thinking about, because I got one for my daughter, it's a nice little camera set up. I've been thinking about getting a real camera. Yeah, good. Do it. Wonder, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get one with really? a yeah with a real lens. Yeah, just go out, get like a, like a Canon Rebel, you know, yeah. and then you can buy, well, you can buy I, more lenses for it and stuff. And. Yeah, I mean, I, I bought my daughter a decent little Canon with like three different lenses on it and then filters and then all kinds of stuff, and it wasn't that expensive to start out with so you can take it's got you know it's got like a, a photo lens one you can take super close up wide angle mm, macro giant micro, zooms yeah yeah, yeah all, all these different things so I, i've been thinking about that it's like i wonder if i would enjoy actually taking pictures other than on my iphone uh, for sure you would and there's yeah. like so much you can do with it because you can play with aperture and f-stop and timing you can make if you're taking picture of water it could look like a perfect day but the water is just like running like in the picture you know like i don't know it's kind of the water's blurred from its own motion but everything else is perfect because you close down the app anyways we could talk for days about that stuff but you would yeah, go yeah, crazy just, with it what what i could do on an iphone i i mean i surprised myself on some of the pictures in fact for christmas my uh, uh my daughter's mom got me a she had one of my pictures planted like on a done on a frame you know we oh, have wow. it blown up and yeah and it was like it was stunning i'm like i took this picture i mean it was really really super cool so oh, you definitely yeah, have that, a talent that, for that, it <clears throat> anyway yeah you have an eye absolutely yeah i have two of them they both work but they're uh they definitely need glasses but my, but my glaucoma is stable i just went for the doctors and they told me it's stable so we're good there excellent terrific So, iTunes review reviews. Canadian iTunes reviews. Right. So the first one is from Hatch Made It, and the title is, Because Phil basically accused me of plagiarism with my last review. I guess he did one before. (laughs) So, and here's the review. An original work by me. A woodworker alone in his shop will often wax philosophical, especially when reading plans which often appear hierographical. This is dumb. I reclaimed the last one, Phil. I thought you'd appreciate that. That might be more cerebral than I can comprehend. Huh. Well, I want to know what his other comment was that yeah. Bill accused him we of. Need, we need. Let me find you, it. We need context. Find the earlier here. one. We need context. Yeah. Mm, let me find it. Here. And I want to apologize to uh. all Canadians on behalf of Phil. So. This is the one that he did. Um, What's it called again? Um, Ahab. What's it? Moby Dick. Is where he oh, did Moby Dick. Oh, right. I, you, I mean, it, it, it's a good long paragraph. I don't. I don't want to yeah, read the whole okay. thing. Yeah. Okay. But it was okay. the it was the Moby Dick one. 
So he so he rewrote Moby Dick to to fit our lives, right? And and Bill decided to like call him like a, a cheat and a thief. Is that what no, you apparently, think? No, not apparently, me. apparently it was no, me. Pinsky. Oh, Pinsky. Pinsky. Because because I called out yes. the fact that it was Moby Dick, and he just replaced a couple of words, so he came up with something. You know, obviously this beautiful. is also beautiful. This it is also yeah, yeah, beautiful. It was as I, beautiful I, I, as your this, photographs this, are, Bill. Yes. Yes, I I have to agree. Right. I have to agree. So maybe you can back off a little bit, Phil. I know, just, really. Um, like this is not how our we build a fan a base and a community. Right. Yeah. 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 Touche. Uh, next one is from Trevor R seventy six, and the title is "They Have Upgraded from Meh to Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. That's true. Uh, I love Trevor already. And the review is still can't stop listening. Winky face. I didn't know you could do emojis in this, but apparently you can. And the last one is from BMR Reviews. Title is New Year. And the review is lovely kickoff to the New Year's, gents. Keep the pod coming. Thank you. Okay, we we will. We'll do. We shall. We'll do. We shall. Thank you so much. Yeah, Everybody, yes. five-star reviews are, are the juice that keeps the creativity flowing through the podcastulation and the microphones. And I, I had no idea we were this big in Canada. Like, I mean, it must yeah, be it, it must be that how close I live to the border that probably helps with our Canadian audience. 100%. I mean, nothing to do with the fact that I am Canadian. But, yeah, no, it's definitely well, you. I think it's maybe in, in spite of the fact that you're apparently you're just calling them all out all these other canadians out calling them liars I know. And thieves and we tell them thank you it was you beautiful know. it's lovely and, and you say I mean, that's, you know, that's, plagiarizing that's canada's way you know they like to fight novels not very polite no, up there yeah. i guess you know are you finished because i would have told you i would have told you i would have told you some things i would have yeah. sorry sorry eh? what's this about um <laughs> how are you now so uh what grabbed your attention would you say, Bill? Oh man, my attention has been uh, pretty diverted to salon and moving. Um, I have, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. What has grabbed my attention? Um, the importance of health. I've had uh, beginning of the year. I always do a couple of different doctors' checkups and stuff. You know, everybody go go get your physical. Go get your checkups. It's important. And uh, I had a few things checked out, and I'm good and clear. And it. When, especially when you're stressed, you know what? Having that taken off your shoulders because I got this this thing on my neck. That's I'm like, is this something? And it's not. So that's good. And my mm. glaucoma is it getting worse? No, everything is good. Everything I'm doing, I'm in good shape. I'm healthy. My heart's good. My lungs are good. So, what caught my attention was the the uh, the uh, the weight off of my shoulders from one little thing to worry about, so I can concentrate more on the thousands of other things that are going on right now. That's great, and Excellent. everything's great. Thank you, Tim. Uh, I have uh, two things to mention. One is the uh, Radio Lab podcast I mentioned before. Uh, the latest one was called the Punchline, and if you, I don't, I like hockey, but I don't follow the NHL. But it, mm-hmm. people that follow the NHL might remember that a couple years ago, uh, one of the worst players in the NHL got into the All-Star game. Um, because the like, you know, Lucic? The, no, the fan fan voting. Uh, I forget I forget his name now. But it was all about this guy. He got fan voted into this, I think it was in 2015. Any Boston Bruin player? Uh, no, he was a Bruins Canadian. Are the worst. He was a Canadian player, and he was he was an enforcer, and they kind of he's like a, a brute, and they voted. But it was just a, it's Probably it's an am- yeah, it's an amazing story. Yeah. It's an amazing uh, whatever. Just <laughs> <laughs> go go listen to that podcast because if you're a hockey, even if you're not a hockey fan, you're gonna love it. It was great. It was just it was just really well put together. And then the other one is another documentary I just saw on um, Netflix. Uh, about Bill Murray, it's uh, the Bill Murray s- oh, I see story, that. or uh, what is it called? The Bill. I should probably have written down the name, huh? Uh, did I write down the nah. name anywhere? A Bill Murray. Do- it's called the Bill Murray. S- the Bill Murray stories, plural, and it's about like people may or may not know that Bill Murray has this sort of thing he does where he pops up in in random places. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and it's just kind of like like it's like they do like a basically like a you know a Bigfoot kind of sightings of Bill Murray and he interviews people. They don't they don't talk to Bill Murray in at all, but. 
just kind of about like the culture of Bill Murray and what he means to people and why he's awesome because he is, you know. Do you know what he uh, says whenever he he like pops up? He he's, oh he says he says no one will ever believe will will ever believe you or whatever. That's right. Like that. No one will ever yeah. believe this. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's hilarious because yeah, it is. the first few times that's true, but yeah. now, everyone, now it's like, everybody knows. Now everybody's like because looking of the for the pictures him. and the selfies. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. real quick, another Murray. Uh, Michael Murray's family just sending out some love and prayers. He's oh, yeah. got uh, a kid mm. at the doctor who's doing really well. Things are working out well for them. So keep it up, everybody. Love and prayers to the Murray family. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Phil. Well, it's kind of hard to follow that now that I'm just going to talk about HVLP sprayers, but uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of silly now. Um, yeah, so I've been watching a lot of HVLP spraying videos because I'm really into that in theory. Uh, I watch a lot of videos, so um, even if I haven't done anything yet, I, I for some reason am incredibly well informed on the subject, and I can tell you the best tools to do it even though I've never picked one up before. So that's kind of the way YouTube uh, is for me. So. so we heard in the pre-show. <laughs> yeah. But but you'll isn't notice that, isn't that kind of a isn't that kind of a domino effect, Phil? <laughs> no, no, it's a singular effect that has no effect on anything else. Um, but oh. I do have an HVLP sprayer. Thank you very much, and I have used it. But that was uh, generalizations. Anyway, shut up. Um, what else? <laughs> The thing that I was going to say, and I know I'm remembering that David Pachuda having said this um, about making videos. I'm sure other people have said it also. But the best way to really get better at videos is to not necessarily just sort of get stuck in our world of videos, but to watch videos from other topics and subjects and see what other people are doing in different genres altogether. So I was watching this video series um, out of the UK. And it was basically like this, this, this horrible Skoda car that had been uh, that had over like 400,000 miles on it, and the guy did a total restoration on it from start to finish, and uh, like a spray job, it was an engine job, it was like all this stuff, and and if I have to be on, the guy kind of was like Alex Steele, you know, like that kind of narration, and he's just constantly talking you through it, and he almost sounds like a game show host in the way that he's talking you through this the video. It's not my specific cup of tea, like for the videos that I would make. I just I can't get into that mode. I can't be that guy. But I appreciate the amount of personality that it requires to do that. So I just thought that it was a it was a good video and a good video series and just interesting to see the way somebody else tackles something. Like he could have done this in a very expository way, just like very documentary talking about it, or he made it like this fun, engaging sort of like you know, along for the ride kind of thing and just got you excited about every mundane detail that he was doing. Right now, we're going to take a look under the hood and it's going to be amazing, so we're going to look at it. You know, like that kind of thing. So it's just, yeah. it's just totally I like different. that. Yeah, I like it, that It's too. fun. It's, just, it's not me, but I could see why, like, it would be fun for the audience to sort of be brought along on, like, this hype man kind of thing. Well, go watch like a go watch a 2006 YouTube video of some guy doing car repair, and it's it's like, awful. It's, no, for sure. A, they always have a southern accent for some reason, and you can't understand half the words, and it's all blurry and moving, and it takes 35 yeah. minutes to change the spark plug. And compared yeah. to like the, the the level that has come to, it's really exciting to watch. And yeah, and, and I've been growing with it too because I've been making it for six years now, and like looking at my earlier videos are like they're just as bad as the one I just described, you know. And it's yeah, neat. but make, make no mistake though, it's not the same thing. It's not like a dude setting up a tripod. These guys have film crews. These guys sure. have boom mics. These guys yeah. have like a production crew. So yes, it's cool to see some where YouTube has yeah. come, but yeah. let's some not do, yeah. confuse it with the fact that these guys have real production teams and they're moving over from TV onto YouTube, and it's just as or close to so, as profitable, if not yeah. more. So, so. my my best my best friend Tim, you know him, Jason Payne. Um, my best friend Jason Payne. I know I Jason. Posted Payne. some yeah. pictures. Yeah. Uh, my best friend Jason Payne, after I posted some pictures of the new salon, says, man, why aren't you making videos for this? It's because I'm too busy. I am going to, however, try and do a tour because I did kind of a tour with the first project I did in there. And when everything's done, I'll try and do a tour. But to up the ante, Phil, I think I'll try doing it and narrate it in a British accent just well, for Jason. Oh, an please. An excited British accent. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. You know what would be cool, though? Seriously, like I know we're kidding, but seriously. If you got Casey to walk around with you while she holds the camera, and then you just yeah. do it like really dynamic, 
Yeah. Like, go, Case, come take a look at this. Come take a look at this. And then, like, get her to, like, really point to the detail that you're talking about. That way you don't have to do a voiceover. Watch, you do it on the fly. Watch MTV Cribs and do it like that. <laughs> I was Speaking thinking of, more like the crocodile hunter too. He did a shot for like that Crikey, look at the legs on this crab. Come yeah. here. Right. Oh, yeah. Do it like uh, like uh, Bear Grylls. Be Bear Grylls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. He's got just tough. He's a guy. Right. Channel, uh, channel your drinks inner his own Bear Grylls. Slow down. Yeah. Not. He doesn't like it, though. <laughs> that's... He's, that's not. I just, heard, I just actually heard a whole interview with him, like, uh, and there, he talked about that. He's like, "Well, he's like, yeah, he's like, you got to do it, you got to do it." But he's like, it's, "There's usually other options." He's not like a fan of that, you know. He yeah, did it for the yeah, show. Yeah, couldn't you ask the cameraman for a uh, Pepsi? I mean, yeah, like, yeah. like the camera guy was not dying of thirst and drinking his own urine. You know what I mean? He was popping a, a Lacroix. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's riding his jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> He was saying he was saying that his cameramen, like they often, you know, they they're pretty tight, and I mean they're still working pretty hard, although they might not be, you know, s- sticking to the food and water restrictions that that he is. But uh, he always says that the cameramen are like, you know, kind of rib him, like, yeah, well, we just did the same thing as you, but we were walking backwards and holding a camera. What are you so tired about? Yeah, you know? exactly. That's true. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking about drinking. I was just thinking about that line from The Simpsons where he goes, he goes, uh, oh, quick, I need to drink something. Okay, I've got Mountain Dew and crab juice. Ugh. I'll take the crab juice. <laughs> <laughs> Funny because it's true. Uh, and P kind of looks like Mountain Dew. Um, okay, so that was that. Our channels on Instagram, YouTube. Uh, on, let me start that again. That was silly. I've only done that several hundred times. On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com. Check out WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, Jason Payne, NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. We really do. Uh, info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio. On iTunes, leave us those reviews. Clearly, we love them. Clearly, we read them out loud, even if they are Canadian. Um, in uh, ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com, there's a link to uh, pop open your iTunes and leave a review. I've made it super easy. And lastly, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the best way to support these three guys through yet another year of podcasting. Uh, and one last, last thing. Tim, where are we on those t-shirts? We haven't talked about those in a little while. First, I want to talk about those iTunes reviews. If you want to rewrite some literary masterpiece in a maker-friendly way, that is fine with us. Phil, you don't yeah. have to read it. You can just keep your mouth shut. And, uh, and Bill and I will read it. What if they're Canadian? You could copy-paste the text to me, buddy, or I can... I don't know. We'll cross that bridge. Okay. I, bridge I like this far. T-shirt idea, um, and I know that making it, I think, is fast approaching their 200th episode. And I think in celebration of that, people should buy our shirts if they're going to go to any event that may be coming up. Literally well, the best idea you've ever had. The best right? way to support the Making It podcast is to buy one it's of the few remaining reclaimed audio t-shirts. t-shirts. Yeah. Yes. I don't know the exact count, but if you go to reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, there's a link that takes you to my Etsy store, and it'll show the sizes and, and what we have left in stock there. And uh, maybe, it's a few, maybe for a new year, we should be coming up with another uh, batch or just a new design and not something that you have to work on, Tim. Maybe we can just yeah. get uh, what do you Yeah. Think? That sounds about right. We could consider that, but we had. I think we have to sell these out first. So you got to get on the uh, you got to get on the stick there and order the last yeah. of the two XLs or mediums. I think that's what we have left. So yeah, I know, I know stick, there's someone guys. out there that yeah, and buy those. In fact, that, you can give those as same? gifts to Jimmy, Dave, and Bob for their 200th episode. I happen to know that's on their Amazon wish list. So I would I would actually love to see that. <laughs> that would make me so happy if people bought our shirts and just started mailing them to Jimmy. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just the confusion that it would cause because yeah. it wouldn't come from the three of us. So be like, um, yeah, come um, from thank some you? other address. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, be even funnier if it was like Joel that sent it to them. <laughs> oh, Crawford, you can make this happen. Yeah. You're made this of money, the, Joel. What a what a prank! What a prank! Buy our merch and oh, send it to them. If the maybe the I too much podcast gave us money to mail merchandise to another podcast, <laughs> that would totally they would win. They would be the winners. <laughs> uh, Joel is going to be manufacturing some stuff that Izzy is designing. By the way, if you haven't seen those uh, on on the webs, 
Uh, Izzy came up with this uh, vacuum hose cart. You know how we all want to build one? Well, he's figured out a way to flat pack it, and Joel's going to f- manufacture them. Hmm. That might be oh, something really interesting cool. in his... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, keep an eye on the guys well, over there. We where are they putting? Where are they putting our logo on it? Yeah, that seems weird. Well, that's that's what I want to. Uh, again, Joel, please follow up. Our, you have you have one of our T-shirts. The logo's right there. Please, you know, just, in advance. just because we are almost on I time, it. I want to add one more thing in about Joel. Is this week uh, they're doing another podcast in the middle of their podcast room where Joel is doing interviews and he interviewed Zach from uh, ZH Fabrications uh, this week. Yeah. I just listened to Ooh. it today, and it was great. Uh, uh, Joel did a really good job. Uh, I'm assuming he's not listening this late in, so he's not going to hear any compliments. But he did yeah. a good job doing doing the interview, and it was uh, it was enjoyable to listen to. Huh? So, what a change of pace! Yeah. All right, terrific. It, it was. I was <laughs> so I'm going to stay subscribed. That's terrific. Good yeah. for them. What? Well, yeah. It was Zach. Uh, I mean, but you know. yeah. Anyways, Joel, if you need the vector graphics, let us know. So. Yeah, of our logo. Yeah. So that we could put yeah. it on your things that you're selling. Is that another then, sci-fi reference? A vector graphic? Nope. It is not. And if, when get you get your laser, laser you cutter, exactly what it means. <laughs> oh, you'll be talking vectors too. Yes. You'll be talking right. tricks. Okay. Well, I guess that's everything. Have a great week, guys. Bye, everybody. Be good. Or don't. <laughs>